close second to the first one. Mm-hmm. Season four just had a dope theme song to make. That's it. It was it was trash though. Yeah, the see, just, besides the theme song, wasn't really good. Yeah, they gonna turn them into Digimon. I'm like, come on, yo. Look don't, to don't, don't, the don't. past as we head yeah, to, to the, the future, future to reclaim the digital world. <laughs> Faith in ourselves, ourselves as we trust for each other. <laughs> we live by the less. Hey, buddy. I'll take it from here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> As we so work well. towards one solution to a spirit evolution. I'm not going to sing that part because it's culturally insensitive because it sounds like some Hawaiian stuff. So I'm going to cut that out. DJ Bot forever. <laughs> Section of tech, culture, and dopeness. This is season three, episode six. I'm Koi Charisma. And I'm we Joshua. Also have your boy, the man, the myth, the not so legendary Joshua Codex Lynch. <laughs> What's up, internet? What's up, people? Thanks for tuning in. We got some things for you guys this week. This week, but that's the first order of business. Let's do some house cleaning. A little bit of house cleaning. Do? You, I'll, I'll be at the improv comedy on uh, Myth. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it seems like every podcaster is a comedian. Like, yo, like eighty percent of podcasters are comedians. I feel like the the space kind of originated with them. Like they were kind of the first people to be like, you know what? I'm they funny. Find, they had to find something to do. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, dry yeah, yeah. Of, that dry spell of comedy when no one was doing anything. Yeah, they don't hit them heavy. They don't hit them heavy, bro. But um, this past week, me and Josh went out and we seen Venom. We did. We seen Venom. Let it be carnage. I was uh, skeptical. I was skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. No cap. I was kind of skeptical. Title a little bit mid 2000. Just being honest. Just being honest. Let there be carnage. It's like a little bit. Could just been Venom too. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Uh, they had to get that carnage. Uh, that 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 carnage plug in, bro. Like. You know what's crazy to me? Like the, I thought about this. I was like, if you would have told me ten, you told me fifteen years ago, ten, even ten years ago, that there would be a Carnage movie, like a, a Venom and a Carnage movie, like their own movie, mm-hmm. I would have been like, get the get out of here, like no way, like no way. The uh, like, but you no, Josh, you you didn't see the first one, correct? I didn't see the first one. The first one. So I, I seen the first one. Josh didn't see the first one. So I was excited to see how, because when I first seen Venom and like I I think how you think a Venom movie would be, right? You think they'll be like, oh cool, it's gonna be kind of like dark and kind of scary, like kind of horror is, and it completely went in the other direction, which was dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, how do you feel about the direction they went into the movie? Like it kind of being kind of like a comedy kind of story. I like the. I like the version of Venom that they went with, mm-hmm. right? Because I think there was like a mean Venom. Like I, I don't, I'm not into. I like Marvel, I like comics and, and stuff, but I'm not like super into it. I only know from the things I personally experienced 
that's like come across my lap. I don't like mm. proactively go out and read comic books and stuff, right? Um, but I remember being a kid, and there was this, there was this, uh, this Spider-Man game on Dreamcast, mm. where this is where I first found out about Carnage and the Symbiotes. This was probably like two thousand three, maybe two thousand four, maybe a little earlier. And yeah. uh, you played the Spider-Man, and then. Uh, the Carnage symbiote takes over like uh, something, and then uh, Venom recruits Spider-Man. And he's like, "I need your help." But like the Venom that's always teaming up with Spider-Man is always like historically funny, and like he has that weird thing like when he's always licking Peter Parker and stuff, and he's just weird Spider-Man out. Like he's like yeah. obsessed with Peter Parker in a little way. But like in that game, what was so cool is because I always knew Venom as a villain. In that game, Venom was like cracking jokes and like running from Carnage, and like he like it was one level where he just bails on you, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just bails on you, like he was like he's like afraid of the red symbiote, and like uh, I mean, of course that's just the story from the comic book, but as a kid I didn't know anything about that, but that game was dope because like that's where I started to like Venom because like he was a, he was like he had like an intimidating presence to him, got some news in chat. So he had an intimidating presence about him, but also like he was funny. Like, mm-hmm. and him and him and Peter Parker's like one two was always just really good. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So that was dope. Yo, Charles, thanks for the host. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, man, uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good direction to go with, as opposed to doing the typical Fox thing and trying to make it like dark and gritty, like they did with the X Men. Yeah, X Men. We have so we have so many X Men movies and probably got like two good ones, two or three. Get yeah, two or three. The first one. No, I don't like the first one. What? X two, X two, and the first one, the first one of the last trilogy. How don't you like the first one? Like the original first one? How don't you? Yeah. Nah, X two, bro. X two, bro. X two, and then you have. What is it called? Is it First Stand? X-Men First Stand? Or some shit like that? Last Stand? Is it Last Stand? It's, it's standing somewhere. I don't know. I didn't like any... I, honestly, I didn't like any of those. X, how about X-Men Lies. not a... X-Men not a stand. Like... <laughs> now, to, now, that Dark Phoenix one? Bad. Apocalypse? Bad. Every Game Phoenix movie... Bad. Every not Phoenix bad. movie is bad. Like, they went back to the Phoenix. And, like, the Phoenix is the one that, like, destroyed the franchise. Mm. Like... The first Phoenix movie, it was X-Men 3. Yep. So bad. Like, objectively bad. It's like you killing people off. I'm like, what is going on? It was rushed. And the thing about it. They they just got dirty. They just got real dirty. They did the same thing in the new one. They did the old one. It's almost as if they don't learn from their mistakes. You like, you had like the. Now, this is all from memory, people. All my Marvel enthusiasts. Give me a break, because if, if I did remember it, you should judge me because it's a bad movie. <laughs> uh, like it was rushed. I knew it was like, I know she turned to the Phoenix. That was a plot, but it also had like the overarching plot that it was some generic default alien that came out of some random corner of space that wanted the Phoenix Force. That had like they had the default the dim the, the default um. Villain stimulus package where it's though they got powers but you don't know what their powers are. Yeah, like, in, like you can't, everything. Yeah. Like they got they got everything pretty much. Mm. The candy <laughs> shop of superpowers. It's like what yeah, do you want? Like, I'm like this is bad and it was quick. 
You know, like I think I think they need to understand that like a Phoenix movie should probably be probably be like a two part movie. That's a big or, deal. The Phoenix arc is a big deal. Like it's not like like the Phoenix arc is low key like how they did the um the Infinity Stone saga. Like the, it, how they like section that thing off across so many different movies. Yeah. Kind of got to be like that to be honest. It really you does. Know. That's like you a can't. that's a major X-Men arc. That's like yeah. one of the biggest X-Men arcs. You're absolutely right. And th- there's another thing, my my man, like there's another thing that I feel like they do wrong. If you're going to make a character kill off beloved characters, don't make them a bitch while they do it. That's kind of true. Like, don't make them a, don't make them mean. Don't give them an attitude problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just gonna make me not like the character. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you're gonna make her, if you're gonna make her like getting more powerful, like mm-hmm. she's stronger than everybody. She's like she's like the alpha predator or egg, mutant or whatever, right? Like. Whatever. Alpha you know, the alpha mutant, whatever. That's the yeah. vibe you were getting from her. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm stronger than I could kill all y'all. Like, my power is under. It's like, give her, like, or anyone in this arc, like, anyone that has this arc, because this cap is across media a lot. Mm-hmm. Give them, like, a struggle. Like, don't just make their struggle, I'm strong. <laughs> I'm so stronger than everyone. That's my yeah. struggle. I need to have some empathy for them. Like give mm-hmm. give them an empathetic story. Make them be killing people by accident. Make them remorseful when they do it. Don't just make them kill somebody and just saunter off. It's like this this person raised you. Like then she mm-hmm. killed Professor X. Yeah. It's like this person raised you. Like I don't care if you felt like they lied to you or whatever. They pulled the Dumbledore and like they lied to you and this whole time you know whatever. Like this person raised you. Like don't. Don't do that. Dumbledore. Yeah. The Dumbledore, bro. Yeah. Dumbledore. And um, yeah, man. Like, I, like, make them empathetic, like, and give them like something I can relate to. Like, maybe make Jean Grey. I don't. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. Make her like saying like, pull a, pull a, uh, say like you and Professor X are wrong. I'm going to rule the world through tyranny and for I'm and enforce you all. To like get along and like yeah. you can do an arc like that, like with like the Superman, like evil Superman Red Sun arc or whatever. Yeah. Where like he was like, I'm going to make everyone get along, mm. and then like at the end, if they're going to make her a bitch, and like at the end, mm. like when they take her out, she's like, look at you, you're working together. This was the plan. I made myself the villain so that you all would see. You know what I mean? And then everyone's like, oh man, oh wow, guess guess we're not so different. I guess we can't get along. I guess this can work out. You got soldier. You got soldier corpse with like a mutant in the core. You know mm. what I mean? And then like the mutant does things like the mutant make provide shields for the soldiers. And like through grouping together, the military finds a newfound respect for mutants. It's like hold up, hold up. This actually works out. And then like maybe like a it'll be like a scene where they go back home after the war. And then, like, somebody shitting on a mutant. And then, like, the people that serve with mutants are like, no, fuck that. We fuck with the mutants. That that person had my back. And then, like, I don't like, something like that. And, like, she unites them by becoming the evil figure. That could be dope. Um, And, uh... That's pretty much it. Look at you writing. Look look at you. Ten minutes. That could be a story like Rogue. I I, I, I guess. And the apocalypse... No, the apocalypse story was done so bad. That I'm like one the suit that the dude had on, it looks so bad. Like it looks so, so bad. Like the 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 um, the uh, the apocalypse movie. Like it looked like a sci-fi original movie, bro. 
Like it looked horrible. It looked that bad. Hard like a sci-fi original movie with a good budget though. Not that bad of a budget, but like it's like yo, this belong on TV. Like this isn't this is how is this a blockbuster? How is this like a third or fourth installment in some type of trilogy or some type mm. of series? It mm. doesn't seem like that. Yeah, it is bad. Nah. They, and, and you, they had uh, the dude. They had Poe Dameron in it too, which sucks. It was yeah, like, my man, I was hyped when Poe I in it. You got Poe Dameron mm. in there doing this thing, wasting my man great talent. Um, A waste of such talent. That dude is good. Remember Ex Machina? Yeah, man, yeah, Ex Machina was good. I like how we just like. I guess it's the telltale sign of how good the Venom movie was because we completely got away from it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just a movie. It was just a movie. It was solid. Like it wasn't like, it was just okay. Like I, it's not. It's not even nothing to really grade. Like it, it had funny moments. It was dope. Like I feel like if this was more. I feel like this movie was like how this movie was an equivalent of a transitional champion. <laughs> like the biggest dopest part of the movie was like oh snap, the third uh, Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that that was the best part about the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, pretty, oh yeah. Pretty much. Spoiler alert, police. Oh yeah, my bad, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows there's gonna be a, a setup at the end of the mm-hmm. at the end of the movies. It got YouTube people. Listen, but yeah, that, that that was it. It's not. It's really nothing much to say about the movie. To be honest. Um, what else we got? I like the I like the uh, what's the main character's name? What's the dude that plays uh, Eddie Brock? Eddie Brock. What's his name? Um, Tom Hardy, Matt, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Right? You about to call him Matt Hardy? I was about to call him Matt Hardy. <laughs> That's one of the, the Hardy brothers. Was was that Matt? V one. What is that? What was that? V one. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know when they was doing that Virgin One Matt Hardy thing. It was just like. It was vague and it was kind of inner. No, he got that whole version one gimmick because he got his he got his contract back because he posted something on the internet and that was kind of the that was kind of the uh, birth of the internet around 2004. Oh, it was like a obscure like I don't really understand. It's like just oh some random technology reference. Yeah, exactly I don't slam a tornado. I could dry up a sea. Wasn't that his song? Yeah. Just, it's actually pretty good. It's really good. How he didn't get put over? Whole another podcast. Whole another story. Yo, he was about to, but I think if he had just the thing that's crazy to me is that they call Matt Hardy a little guy, but if you look at him, he's like a big guy in the modern wrestling era. He heavyweight. And like, was big. He's like six two mm-hmm. or something like that. Six one, six two. Six one, six two. Dude was like two thirty, two forty. Man. Thick. If he had got a, if he had got his body right, I think he could have got a. He was probably never going to get a push. They, he probably was never going to get a push. Somebody didn't like him backstage. They put his wife in an arc with the dude that cheated on her. That she, yeah. And he didn't <laughs> win the rivalry. And he didn't win the rivalry. It's like, like the Edge cheat. So the people that don't know Edge, Matt Hardy had a rivalry with Edge. Uh-huh. Edge had an affair with Lita, who was Matt Hardy's fiance at the time. So what does the WWE do? What does Vince McMahon do? <laughs> oh, let's put him. Let's put him in a rivalry. Let's put him in a rivalry. Makes them work together, right? Hates it. They hate each other. Makes them work together. And then what also does Vince McMahon do? Ha ha ha! You're gonna lose to the guy that fucked your fiance, and then fires him. <laughs> it's 
fired. Lost him. the rivalry. Lost the rivalry. Got fired. And then gets fired, dude. And Bulls still, Bulls still on CD with his strong. Remember they did that weird, uh, that weird segment where they was low key just having sex on TV, bro. It, it was so cringe. Like, I remember as a young boy, I really thought I was about to see like sex for the first time, dog. I'm not even gonna lie, like no cap. But actually, I remember they were like broadcasted on like the CW or or e, 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 what was it called, TBS 17 or whatever it was called yeah, back then. Yeah. What was the old the old one that played like the Parkers? What was it called? It was UPN. UP, UPN. They were like yep. on like this little TV in the kitchen. I was doing dishes as a kid. That one on Fridays. I didn't mind my dish night being Friday because. You had like a good run. I think like The Simpsons would come on, and then like Family Guy, then Malcolm in the Middle, and then like wrestling. Like it was just like a good run. So I didn't mind like doing chores in the kitchen on Friday. And then, uh, and then uh, I'm watching that show, and like throughout the day, like there's a show, and like oh, the live bed match with Edge and Lita. And I'm like yo, I'm like yo, this is about to be porn for the first time, dude. Like thinking I'm gonna see porn on public television. Like get the Jergens ready. Get it ready, dude. I'm like, like when the when it came on, like I'm in the kitchen and I like turn down the volume a little bit and sit close to the TV because I don't really want to come and see what I'm watching. Watching, brother. <laughs> or UPN 17. Mm. And then they're just under the cover the whole time. Oh man. Uh, I think he said that they like really did something under there too because they was like, they was on some like they weren't supposed to, but like. Listen, man. When the crowd screaming your name, brother. You know, you gotta shoot. You it was know, a kink. Script. <laughs> you gotta shoot, brother. It was it was just a little kink. Yo, uh Imagine how uncomfortable Lita was. Like we talked about Matt Hardy, but also like imagine how uncomfortable Lita was. Nah. She was like, yo, like I kinda feel like a piece of shit about this. And like, yo, she like, feel bad. <laughs> Matt, Matt was fired. I think Matt was in the hospital because he got injured from injured from doing that TLC match. And she start riding with Edge and start riding Edge and start. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh my! Like that's like pre-text and pre-FaceTime. And I was like, hey brother, uh, hey Matt. Somebody gives him a call. One of the boys in the locker room. I don't know if you know this, but uh, her leaders are riding with Edge. Yeah, she's going to the. Hey brother, she's going to the next town with Edge. You know, I just, you know what I mean. I don't. The boys in the locker room thought we should let you know. Uh-huh. So he calls Lita. And he's like, she's like, oh, we're just riding together, you know, da da da. Because they were in a faction too, right? I think like Lee and Edge were like friends for a while too before Matt started. I think they yeah. were friends. Yeah, they, no, they always friends. All that whole little click, that whole little click, that little because the tag team division was really really close because they was doing matches together every true. week. <laughs> they true, was true, true. Matching doing matches, so you know. Edge tried to be like, oh, we weren't really friends. It's like, come on, bro. What, bro? Yeah, he tried to. He tried. Hey. Any man I let spear me <laughs> off a ladder, yeah. it's my friend. <laughs> y'all had a, yeah, right? Y'all had iconic matches together. Y'all made money together. Y'all did business. Listen, brother. You may not be friends, mm-hmm. but you did business. You went into business together, brother. All right? And in this business that we work in, the hurt business, brother. All right? It's one of the most sacred bonds. The boys on the road. And you better not let no woman. All right? Come between that. Listen, when I was on the road, going from Utah to Idaho, the classic trail, all right? We did the Oklahoma Ringer, where you go down to Utah, hit Oklahoma, go back up to Idaho, and you go back around. It's called the Oklahoma Ringer, the old Ringer, brother. 
And when I did the ringer, brother, let me tell you something, brother. The bond that you had doing those shows, sports bars, clubs, we did uh, 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 gymnasiums, brother. Put our bodies on the line, brother, every night. Okay? Now, I love my wife, all right? But I like the boys. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm, ser- I'm serious here, brother. I love my wife, all right? Uh-huh. But I like the boys better, all right, brother? That's all I got to say. That bond on the road is like going to war, brother. Yo, I'm done. It's like going to war. Yo, uh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, yo, yo, I love my wife, Listen, but I guys, like the boys better. Talk about the rain. You went from Venom to X-Men <laughs> <laughs> to mid-2000s wrestling. Who else can do it? No one. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. So we got... um. You see that video of Eddie Guerrero I sent you? Nah, Eddie Guerrero. That was a pretty good video of Eddie Guerrero. Never mind. He was talking about like uh, passion and like... Just his life philosophy it was really interesting. No, I see that. He is pretty good. Did not know Eddie Guerrero didn't have an accent. Did not know that. Hold the fuck up. He don't? Not at all. Hold up. You lying. Nope. I don't even think he's from El Paso. I think he's from like Vermont. <laughs> I'll hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I never heard Eddie Guerrero talk. Yo, no accent whatsoever. I never heard him talk. None. What the fuck? Yo. You never heard him talk like outside of character, right? I never heard Eddie Guerrero talk without doing a promo. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. I, I got never, you. I never heard him talk without a promo. That's wild. That dude was jacked too. Dude, Yo, Eddie like, Guerrero's. Them dudes was big. Him and Chris Benoit. Them dudes was freaks. Eddie Guerrero had super heavyweight arms with a cruiserweight body. No. Right, built like, like a Dorito. Built like a Dorito. Like he looked like one of them old, them old wrestling toys. He had a low body and a crazy big arm. Yeah. I was just like, Yo, built like bro. a built like a Dorito, bro. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this dude is jacked. I'm looking like he was about like two forty five, five nine. Facts. Five nine, five ten. Crazy. Listen, like, brother. I'm all. I'm listen. I'm trying to look like that. Yo. I'm about 5'12". <laughs> I can do it. Say that. I want you to say that candidly one day. I want. I think. I think someone won't catch it. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you can see it. I think you're lying. I love like the joke where it was like, no dude. If if, some, if a dude tells you he's five eleven, he's he's five nine because every sane dude would just be like, I'm six feet. Yo, that's yo, that's real fast. I'm following. Why would you say that? Like you trying to squeeze? It's like yo, you lie, you five eight, bro. Like you five eight, bro. No one claims five eleven. You no, you just say stuff. you six feet. Put some Air Maxes on. You say you six foot. Five eleven doesn't exist. Like the thirteenth floor doesn't exist. Like five eleven. Who wants to be five eleven? You know. No that's so crazy. We grew up in the speaking of the thirteenth floor. I'm all over the place right now, boys. I got a lot of coffee in my system. Just had an apple. Just had an apple spice. You gotta excuse me. I'm all over the place. My plane is I'm firing off right now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all cylinders, people. And uh, and uh, you know what's crazy? We grew up in the projects, and I remember watching a video 
where they were like, you know, no building has a 13th floor because it's an unlucky number. Mm-hmm. Right? So I go, I go, it, it's, it's so fucked up. Like, I go to our building in the projects. And I go, I open, I just bring the elevator to go look. I'm going to check. It was like YouTube. This was like when we just discovered YouTube for real, for real, like 2010. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I look on the joint and it's like 13th floor in our building. So I'm like, oh, that's a lie. This is a fake video. You failed me. <laughs> Uh, prototypical watch mojo list video mm-hmm. and then um we go to like center city and uh, i think we were like going to my mom's job to like pick something up from my mom's job and lo and behold there's no 13th floor just no 13th no go to up other apartment buildings that aren't in the project no 13th floor so somebody made the conscious decision to be like Ah, niggas live here. Put a 13th floor. I hope they die. I hope the building collapses. Put a 13th floor. Like, we need to put one. Put one. Ah, fuck it. It's like, hey, or or it was a mistake. It was like, hey, boss. Uh, you know, this is a 13th floor sticker. Are we gonna like, you know, do the thing where we uh get rid of the 13th floor? Did you already put it down for the blueprint? Listen, it doesn't yeah. make. Sense. They live in the projects. How much more unlucky can they get? Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. How much more unlucky can they get? Like, come on. You gotta do the you gotta do the Twitch lol and you. <laughs> yo, yo, speak of speak of wrestling. Did you hear your man, yo? You heard, you heard your man. What happened? You heard your man. Your man out here dropping. He's dropping the people's elbow in the sixteen. Oh my god. You heard your man. Yo. Well not so apparently, not apparently. So The Rock is apparently rapping now. Apparently. I'm not gonna say he's rapping. He did a verse on a Tech Nine song called Face Off. Alright? Uh-huh. And it sounded like how you think it would sound. People? It sounded that way. And I'm listen, I'm I'm taking my backpack off. My backpack is off, people. I'm not coming at this with some uh, mid '90s, uh, some mid to late '90s lens. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Uh-huh. It was okay. But it's the fact that The Rock did it, which was dope. And I think it's like trending to be like a number one song or something. It's ridiculous. Oh that, no! That dude literally can do everything. He can do everything. Cause it wasn't bad. It sounded like. He sounded like all the dudes that The Rock will... I'm just, how, how can I say this without offending anyone? The Rock rapping sounded like the people that you think The Rock listened to when he say listen to rap. Outside of iconic songs like... Oh, no. Outside of like Juicy and things of that nature that everyone loves. Like he sounded like the dudes that like Tech 9 oh, He did. He did sound like it. He sounds like almost every athlete that tries to rap. He do. He said black Simone in my veins, and, and I, for, I forgot. The, I, I forgot some shit. It was just like, yo, Rock, you husky as shit. You need to stop. Stop, though. <laughs> I don't understand. Like every time someone that's not a rapper tries to rap, mainly athletes. Yeah. It sounds like that. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like that. It's funny. Everybody want rap, yo. And every 
Every rapper wants to be an athlete, and every athlete wants to be a rapper. It's and symbiotic, some might say. I don't know how they do it, but it was dope, though. And I, and I, I don't not like it. It's on my workout playlist. It's on my workout playlist. I like it. It's definitely my workout playlist. Like, I'm yeah. definitely going to listen to it. Because Tech Nine makes work. Tech Nine makes, uh, he makes workout. I think workout that's The Rock's music. favorite rapper, too. It is. He's usually playing his, like, remember when he was doing that rock clock thing? He would always be this. Called him the GOAT. I said, all right, relax. <laughs> relax, bro. Relax. Hold on. Like, just relax. Hey, that's your friend though, so. That's your man. That's your man, so. Out of, all the, out of all the all the rappers to befriend, be, be I'm just saying. Listen, someone time. was like, who's the greatest, who's the greatest podcast partner? I'm like, my guy right there, Corey Burke, Corey Charisma. There you go. Number one, GOAT. Kudos to you, Rock. Kudos to you. Yeah. Rock. That's, just, yeah. that's your man. That's your man. You got to put your, Listen, he's putting this man over. He did the job. He did the job for his guy. <laughs> no, he laid down for this guy. He laid he down put, for his guy. One, two, three. Joshua, he took Joshua, Joshua. If the Rock gives Tech Nine his first number one, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Yo, I, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what to say at that it, point. It definitely <laughs> is. If the Rock gives him his number one, the Rock star power is ridiculous. Whereas though it transcends, that, no it matter does. what the, no matter what he doing, it does. No matter what the Rock does, is going number one. That's ridiculous, and the fact that that might happen, I, I had no, I had nothing bad to say about the song. Did um, did that one weird song he did go number one? With the um, with the with the rock with the um, random indie rock chick on the chorus. Yeah, I think it's called. Was it called like silence or like something? I just know he had some yeah. stuff on his face and he was acting crazy and like. Oh, wow. <laughs> Like yeah. he was rapping like Hobson, like it was like a Hobson video, I but it was just Technon. I'm not going to get you started on Technon. I'm sorry I brought him up. I'm not going oh, to get you. You said, you said oh. Hobson. I, yo, yo, I can't. I just can't with a uh, Hobson. Nah, face off. No, it's called. What was it called? Biggest song. He's <laughs> just gonna type in Hobson because because he could never have a, another popular song other than that one. I think it was called Face Off actually. I think it was because we were laughing at it. We were like making fun of it. it? Actually, I have Spotify. I'm typing Technon. Hmm. I mean, but look, but Technon's dope though. But yeah, he has a he he uh, he understands how to put together a rap. I wouldn't say it's like hot or anything, but like he understands how to make like a formulaic rap song. Like he understands how to rhyme and do wordplay and like double entendres and stuff I wouldn't necessarily say it has any impact a lot of people are like that and he, he, make a, he make a bunch of bread like he's kind of like in that he's in that little gray area where it's like it's rap but it's kind of like I don't want to say Russell rap but it's like Russell rock rap if that makes any sense yeah yeah it's like it's like fringe but it's at the cusp of like pop culture cause I've been hearing about him since I was like a kid dude like was he around with Ghostface in him I feel like I've been hearing about that I've been hearing about Tech 9 for a long time I wouldn't be surprised. Like I would always hear him in the same vein that I would hear uh uh it would be like Tech Nine, I would hear Ghostface, and I would always hear um what's the dude named Mad Villain? Uh oh um uh MF Doom. Yeah. In yeah. in Do- in Doom and shit. Like Scarface. Like I would always hear like those motherfuckers in the same in the mm. same light. I just never went and listened to Tech Nine until like he made that popular indie song. Uh, He's only one of those people whose pen you're supposed to respect, even though like no one ever listens to his music, like yeah, because recreationally, yeah. but you respect <laughs> was, his pen. 
Because <laughs> it, it's because a bunch of dudes that you do listen to and respect be like, no, nah, Tech Nine Bull. And you be like, I take your word for it. It's like, I take your word for it. I take your word for it. And like people, and like a lot of people, the same people that listen to Tech Nine are the same people that like to argue. <laughs> so like, That's you're true. like, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about Tech Nine. So, Bull Hot, sure, just shut up. Like that, that same pseudo intellectualism where like they like to argue and and like assert themselves in like debates like, and it's like I'm not sitting here fitting a debate with you about Tech Nine, bro. Like it's like it's not even like debatable. It's like get the fuck out of here, yo. Like yeah. certain things you gotta be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Tech Nine, no one knows because like, no one knows. That's yeah. kind of a that's kind of a red flag. I'm just saying. Yeah, like when people say like Black Thought is the greatest rapper, I'm like, yeah, give me a quotable. Nope. And, and, and black thought. Black thought. Are these like your favorite rappers? Favorite rappers kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's that's what it is. But it's like it's no. like uh, you know what it is? It's the high art of rap. Yeah, it's for enthusiasts only. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like highbrow, high art rap. Like yeah. you have Picassos, you know what I mean? And like, like you have like. Famous artists and Jackson Pollock or whatever Paul's name is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have that art, and like it's the greatest art ever. But like you much rather watch it, like you much rather like look at a comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you much, you know, what I mean, you much rather look at like a, a a drawing of your favorite original character or a drawing of like a really good picture of Goku or like a really good, or, you know, what I mean, or like a really good Spider Man picture. Like someone draws Spider Man really well. Like you much rather look at that. You like, I'd rather watch that and like look at that, right? Or like look at a mashup, like uh, some normie uh, deviant art stuff, right? Of things that you're interested in because it's actually like. It's actually uh 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 like not intimate. What's the word I'm looking for? It's actually uh you can actually relate to it. But that's a Jackson Pollock. Yep. That's a Picasso, right? Like you'd be a fool to say that the fucking dude uh uh Titty Slayer ninety one on Deviant Art who draws like really awesome like female versions of Spider Man with big tits and hips. You'd be a fool to say that that's better than Picasso. Uh-huh. But you're gonna look at Big Titty Spider Man before you can look at a Picasso. That is true. <laughs> it's kind of like true. that. It's kind of like that. You know what I mean? With like Tech Nine and like, you know what I mean? And, and Black Thought. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go listen to Black Thought. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna. Come on, it's Tuesday, <laughs> nigga. It's Tuesday. Like I'm not gonna listen to Black Thought. <laughs> Come on, it's Tuesday, bro. Yeah, I'm about to go see a chick. I'm not gonna go bump some Black Thought. Like I just got out the gym. I'm not gonna listen to Black Thought. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not numbing with the kettle like from the Ukraine. The fight. Yeah. Let it run. out of your frame. The spiritual synapses is on the attack. Like, oh, my God. Okay, bro. Yo, I can't. I can't. I can't. Listen. I can't. This is, this is what I it is. Have... But it's great. Like, it's it's a Picasso. Like, yeah. Black Thought is Picasso. That's you know true. I mean? You know what I mean? He's Hemingway. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read Hemingway. It's Tuesday. I'm going to go read fan fiction about Sonic fighting Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm being ridiculous. Yo speaking, of, yo, speaking of Sonic, yo. Not all fandom is created equal. I feel like people judge people. People in the nerd community. The worst. Judge people. Judge people who like Sonic. It's the worst fandom. It's like, why do you like Sonic? It is a horrible fan base. Sonic. 
dog. You know, bro, like, oh, man, dude. I got Sonic fandom stories, bro. Like, because it's weird because it intersects. Like, it's like kids that intersect with furries that intersect with, like, not knowing how to communicate and, like, anti-social. So it's a, such a weird space, dude. I remember, like, when Google Plus was around. The Sonic community was, like, really big on Google+. And I think because, like, a lot of people, a lot of kids had Android phones. Okay. And I remember, like, people on Google+, Plus just roasting the Sonic fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, just roasting them, bro. And, like, there was this one where it was, like, uh, it was, like, they would draw original characters and, like, write stories. Uh-huh. And, like... Someone was like, this is my original Sonic character. And it was like a female Sonic with like really obscenely big tits. And like, was like silver and hair. And like, the skinniest legs. So like the person, like I was obviously a kid because they were just fixated on tits. But like they didn't understand like ass or hips. So it was just like really bold. And then like, this is my original Sonic character. Her name is Darla Harrington. And <laughs> she, she's actually Sonic's sister. And she's actually Sonic's sister. And, like, all this other stuff. And then at the end, it's like... And, like, she hates Brad Tabington because he's a jerk and always bullies Dan. I'm like... Brad Tabington? Dog. It was just... Brad Tabington? Who was that? It was, like... The original character's name was, like, Darla Harrington. It was like, this is my Sonic character. Darla Harrington. It was was clearly the girl that this kid had a crush on. And it was, like, all this stuff... That was like completely fit Sonic lore. She can move at the speed of sound. She broke the sound barrier. Uh, she fought the chaos, whatever. Da da da. You know what I mean? And then at the end, but she hates uh, T- uh, Brad Tad. She hates Bradley Bradlington because he always is a jerk and he bullies Dan. And it's like, well, Dan is obviously the kid that drew this bitch. <laughs> Like your dad going through it, yo. Yo, they would just self-insert themselves. It was so weird, dude. It was so weird. I remember just being in tears, just watching people roast the Sonic fandom. It was the funniest. Like they would just find this, and they wouldn't even crack. You wouldn't even crack it. You didn't even have to say a joke. You would just find it, and then just post what they posted. You didn't have to say anything, and it was just hilarious. It, the, the post was the joke in and of itself. You didn't have to do a setup or anything. You just, okay. it, it was so cringe. It was so cringe. That Sonic community is terrible, dude. It's toxic. It's horrible. It's hilarious. Oh, man. I can't. I can't. I, I, I really can't. I really if I read a kid, I just hope they're not a weird Sonic kid, dude. But th- I just don't like Sonic. Just don't Please like don't Sonic. like Sonic. Just don't like Sonic. <laughs> um, I remember being a kid. I remember thinking, like, that Shadow character was so fucking cool. And, like, the fact that he wore, like... Hoverboard shoes. I'm like, yo, that, in retrospect, that shit's fucking dumb. Mm. Like, it looks so... Isn't that low-key kind of cheating? Like, isn't it just the shoes? It's not you, bro. Because you're not propelling yourself. <laughs> yo, Sonic was, Yo, Shadow was hard, bro. Put some respect on my man Nave, dog. When, when Shadow had a... When I seen Shadow with an Uzi, I knew it was over. Yo, what he was that? A, what was a, that? He had an Uzi. Like, he was... Sonic, In a motorcycle. Yo, he was clapping people. He was. When he she was... was he had a motorcycle which he was faster than. <laughs> so he just had the motorcycle to be a badass. Yeah. He just had it for that. Like, I'm a badass. I gotta have a bike. Fuck, the fuck whole- was he? Fuck was he? V- not V-Mile. Fuck was the boy name? 
Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Fucking Beelzebub. I gotta get a bike, bro. Yeah. But you can run fast. You technically not even. Your shoes are technically a vehicle because you're not. You're not running. You're not running at all. Yo, remember when? Remember when Beelzebub kept Lionmon in Digimon Season Three? Bro. Yo, he really shot him. Like he shot him. Like. He really, shot wow. he really shot boy. Like I remember being a kid, like watching Digimon, and then season three come out, and it's like, oh, this is different. It's like, okay, I can I can vibe with this. This is a little different. And then like, Leomon like pieces up. He fight Leomon like finally gets into a fight and like pieces up Impmon, and then he goes to go save the little girl, and Beelzebub just pulls out a shotgun and shoots a hole through him. And then, like, he dies. And as a kid, it was just like, yo. Did he just die? It's like, yo, he dead. Like, he gone. Like, it's like, oh, he gonna come back as an egg. It was like, uh-uh. This the, this the, digi- this the, this the digital, digital world. Like, his, his, his source code got erased. It's over. And then Impmon and felt bad about it. That he becomes her Digimon. That was a good Digimon arc. That was dark and gritty Digimon. Yo, People, people will sleep on Digimon Season 3. Season 3, Loki was fire. It was the best one. Yo, hi. Yo, I think it was the best, most overall, most round, well-rounded Digimon. It was episodic, like season, too. You're like, Season 1 was dope. It was the first one. It's the original. Okay, mm. the original. Season 2 was really good. It was a really good, close second to the first one. Mm-hmm. Season 4 just had a dope theme song to make That's it. It was, it was trash, though. Yeah, the, just, besides the theme song, it wasn't really good. Yeah. Gonna turn them into Digimon. I'm like, come on, yo. Look don't, to don't, don't, the don't. past as we head, head for to the, the future to reclaim the digital world. <laughs> Faith in ourselves, ourselves as we trust for each other. <laughs> we live by the last. Hey, buddy, I'll take it from here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. As we so work well. towards one solution. To a spirit evolution. I'm not going to sing that part because it's culturally insensitive because it sounds like some Hawaiian stuff. So I'm going to cut that out. Digimon forever. <laughs> Yo. Yep. That was a good show. You know that was a good show. I don't think, yo, I'm looking at, I don't think he shot Bull. What did he, dig his claw hey, through him? Yeah, that's corn. I, I'm going with, he shot him in my, in my, in my lore. He and shot my, my man. And Mosh Lord, he shot him and then released a diss track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, he sent it to the Digi Destin. Who shot you? <laughs> Who shot you? <laughs> Yo. Yo. I feel like Leo Mon got mad respect but didn't put in no work for some reason. He didn't put in no work. He was just husky. Yeah, like. He was like he was like the Kevin Nash of like Digimon. Yo, like facts. He, looked, he looked the part. Like it's like if you showed everyone like the Digimon lineup with no context, you'd be like, yo, who the strongest one? Mm. Well, who bull? Who who's yeah. the guy? Yeah. Like, oh, the, the lion boy is definitely the dude. He's the guy. It's him. <laughs> no. It was like when we was at it was like when we was at my uncle's house and we was watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then Ezekiel Jackson was on screen. Uh-huh. And then, like this old head that just don't watch wrestling, like yeah, he 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 the one. He gonna be a champ. <laughs> so he the one. What is he, Neo? He's like, yeah, he the one. He's like he gonna be a champ one day. And we was like, oh, wait, I get where you're coming from, but no, nah, that's not how it works here. You got at least uh, another 15 years before we get a black champion. Sorry, but uh, yeah, I don't, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be Ezekiel Jackson. 
It's not gonna be Ezekiel Jackson. The, the uh, Sir Scoop Slam. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. Well, uh, what we got next. What we got next. Uh, uh, yo. Um. Big Mill. Yo. Okay. So Big Mill release expensive pain. Dope. 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 Album title. Don't really. I'm not feeling the album cover now. I wasn't even like I wasn't I wasn't even expecting or looking forward to the Meek album. Like I was not at all. And if you haven't listened to this album, I'm not gonna say not I'm not gonna say don't listen to it. Go listen to it. You know, I'm from Philly. Go stream Meek Mill's album. By all means, stream it. You know, as much as you possibly can. It's just that it sounds like a Meek Mill album. It sounds like an album that Meek Mills is just he sounds like it, it's it, the word is it sounds like a uh, it sounds like a little Dirk album. It sounds like he's trying to sound like someone else, which I wouldn't which I wouldn't say is a bad thing. Maybe he's trying to change. He's trying he's trying to change and adapt his song. Uh, yeah. Change and adapt his sound to be honest. You got to. And I'm sorry, McMill. He kind of cursed himself. On every album, you got to have a dope intro, and he didn't have one. <laughs> Great sample. He had like he has like the um the uh, the Nas Hate Me Now sample, which is dope. It just wasn't a really dope intro i don't think anyone ha- i don't think anyone hates you right now me yeah. Yeah. you're actually quite beloved yeah i'm like <laughs> like the, honestly the only song that i really like from this is the flamers flow that came out months ago which i guess was like it was like it was like a throwaway but it kind of caught everyone liked it and it's like a minute and 40 seconds a minute and 30 seconds i'm kind of rapping i'm like that's about it and like I think that another issue is the fact that championships was such that's kind that's kind of Meek Mill's magnum opus at this point. It was like yo, championship was like your best album. Like mm. championship is fire. Like it's dope. Like the like the album is dope. The story around the story around the album is dope. The lore around the album is dope. Just the overall packaging of championship. Like Will got out of prison. Uh, he did a prison reform thing, and it came out at the end of the year. It was dope. He got he got he had Rick Ross, Jay Z features. He had like. He had like club bangers. He had uptown vibe. He had what's free, respect the game. Come on, it was it was it was dope. And I just feel like this wasn't. This I feel like in retrospect, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be like, yo, remember that album that sounded dope? It sounded like it was going to be dope, but it actually wasn't dope. Mm. It's, just, it's just going to be that. Mm. It's really not much. It's really not much to it. Really yo, it. it's um hard to follow greatness. Yeah, hard to follow greatness. I do like movie? I do like him I do like him modernizing his uh his rap I think I think uh for what he wants to do because also a little dirt like he's also mimicking a little dirt he's always he's also mimicking a lot of local Philly artists because I think he's around them a lot because mm-hmm. like Dirk is very much kind of like to me that Philly sound which is like that uh song singy uh struggle rap mm-hmm. type music yep. and uh I like it like I, I'm a big I'm a big Dirk fan. Like I think he's the perfect in between like, uh, 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 like trash rap and like, it was like a moral compass. It's like Rick Ross without the luxury rap, but like for young niggas, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I like I'm a, I'm a fan, and um, I haven't listened to Expensive Pain yet, but uh, I definitely hear it in like his joint. He's kind of he's he's kind of adopting. He was looking for it for a while. Like he was hanging out with um. The dude Michi and who's that other uh the other dude that does uh that does the 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 rap he does like um 
he does a really fast rap. He's an influencer. He raps, but uh, he also he's always talking about like struggles. He does little skits with like people dying and getting shot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hangs with. He was hanging around them a lot, inviting them out. I think he was like, it surrounded himself with young energy, so he can figure out how to modernize, modernize his flow. Cause you do have to adapt. Like that's important. Like you gotta adapt because you can't be rapping like this. Two thousand, two thousand twelve, bro. Like, we don't want to hear that shit no more. Um, yeah, you start changing it up. Drake does it all the time. If Jay, I always say Jay Z can can modernize his rap. He added a hint. Mm-hmm. Of new nigga, new young nigga shit, but like it's a little, it's a little sprinkle, just a, a little, little sprinkle. sprinkle, a little sprinkle. You know what I mean? But like, if Jay is egoless enough to do it, then there's no excuse for anybody that raps to like not modernize their flow, update mm-hmm. their fucking source code, update the kernel, bro. You gotta update that kernel. <laughs> you gotta have some modern rap, have some modern drill trap beats. You gotta have some, you know what I mean? Some modern sing sangy flows. You gotta be catchy. Uh, dumb down the wordplay a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, and you you only got dumb, you only got dumb it down in the sense of like making it like dumb like just don't just turn down the tech nine and the Hobson mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. turn that bit turn it down like just a little bit and and that doesn't make it dope I mean that doesn't make it bad no it's like people people don't really care about people don't really care about like double and triple entendres anymore yeah. people people kind of just care about. Maybe people feel something. Yeah, people just want to feel. People just want to feel emotion, and like, yeah. you know what I mean. And I think that's a, a part of that is uh is due to like the isolation, and like mm-hmm. it's kind of parasocial. Like you hear a little dirt song, and like you feel that shit. Like he's talking about his real life experiences. He's talking about things people can relate to. He's being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He's talking about killing his best friend. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm ki- I'm kidding. I saw I saw some yo like it was some conspiracy saying he killed his man. I forget boy what was boy name little Dirk homie. What was his name? Um, uh, oh. uh, that I think he died right. He died. Uh, he was in an interview with them. Rest in peace. But uh, somebody was like he killed him. He got him set up because like he was about to like he wasn't playing by the rules. Da da da. He had to kill his best friend to get an Illuminati. I was like what was this nigga trying to unlock the Mangekyo Sharing guy? Like, what, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> you trying to unlock the Mangeku Sharingan? Yeah, like, y'all yo. treat life like it's an anime, bro. Like, relax. He said, he, yo, I'm done. He said, what? He had to unlock the Mangeku Sharingan. Right? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no. His yo, homie, his homie was I'm in done. some street shit and got caught up. Like, that's what happens. Like, yeah, like unfortunately. Just, he got killed by a clout chaser. Um. Uh, What else was it? I think they yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm not getting into that. I go down rabbit holes sometimes. I get sucked into some. He's watching them. <laughs> you funny, yo. Yeah, I get sucked into rabbit holes sometimes. I be up. I'm a night owl. Uh, I played Far Cry Six, dude. Like you finished it? Not finished. Played enough of it. I don't like. I, I played enough of it. I don't like Far Cry's gameplay loop. Like every year, I try and play Far Cry, man. But that whole sandbox open world, like, hey, here's the main villain who's really good. Like, they always have really good villains. The chicks from the two twins from Far Cry, I think it was five. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was New Dawn. I think it was just Far Far Cry five or something. The two uh, the two black chicks, they were dope. Like, I was excited for them. And then like you get introduced to the villain in the beginning, and then like they were awesome. Uh, 
The new dude is played by Giancarlo Esposito. The hand cannon old head from what was that show called? Revolution. Why don't I know his real name? And I know him as that. I love Oye, but I don't know his real name. That's the hand cannon Oye. You know what I know him as? And I'll never forget that role. The, the villain in Fresh. Remember that movie Fresh? Mm-mm. About the young boy in Chicago. And uh, the little, he was talking to the girl on a basketball court and she got shot through the neck Mm-mm. when he was playing basketball. You never saw Fresh? I don't think I did. Yeah, he was, he was like a. Uh, he was like a Latino drug dealer. It was this black young boy. And like it was just going through his life of like being in the hood and like he was really good at chess. I didn't get this when I was a young boy. I did not get this when I was a young boy. Like it was just like a a a, a struggle wire type hood movie. And uh like John Carlos Esposito was the villain. He was like young and lean though at the time. Like he was like a young fit boy with a jerry curl, like like a curly like a curly Spanish thing going on. Okay. And uh he was obsessed with the young boy's sister because she was like a hood gem. And uh, he got her hooked on like drugs and stuff, and it was just being trashy, like on some some low tier kingpin drug shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, the young boy was a drug runner for him, and uh, it was a young boy. I think it was the same young boy that played the young version of the dude in the wood. It was like him when he was a kid. Okay. Yeah, the, the young version of the main character in the wood, and uh, I just remember being so scared. Like he was because he was so unstable. He was like a drug kingpin, but he was unstable. But he was smart, but he was unstable. Mm-hmm. And it was John Carlos Esposito. Like, he, he knows how to play a character. Like, he was, he, the dude, and I was a young boy. It was like, it was the scariest villain I've ever seen. Like, I remember watching that show and my heart racing. Because he would be interrogating a young boy trying to figure out what's going on. Because uh, I didn't realize at the time, so I went back and watched scenes. The young mm-hmm. boy was dead before he died, told him about chess. Mm-hmm. And, like, the opening monologue was like, the king is nothing without his queen. He was like, attack the queen because if you if you take over if you take a man's queen he uh starts to lose the battle because he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to recoup after losing his queen mm. so the whole movie was the young boy because i kept wondering like the young boy kept make put do i thought the young boy was dumb or like just reckless because he kept doing stuff that was like potentially going to make john carlo's character mad like he was like he was like telling and he was telling like other gang members stuff and setting people up and da da da. But I went back and watched it. He was he was playing chess to get rid of Giancarlo. Mm. And the dad was telling him that the most powerful piece on the board is the pawn. Because nobody expects it. Yeah, nobody sees That's it coming. Dumb. It was a really it was it was a really like solid like philosophy behind the movie. And then uh oh. the last scene is like the sister is like in the room. She's getting beat by a boy, and the, and the young boy's in the house. And like, and then like the cops knock on the door. And the whole setup was him getting the cocaine into O'Hare house. So like, John Carl looks back, and the young boy like look up from under the bed and just stare at him. And he's like, "What the fuck is he doing?" But he don't. He's like, the cops are in the house. Mm. And then like the cops come in, da 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 da. And then uh, he was like, "It's coke under the bed." And John Carl never had anything around him because he was smart. The young boy set him up. It was just so that the whole movie was him systematically taking out his power structure and causing him to like he he caused young boy to escalate a gang war by like telling him that his sister was cheating on him. And he was like she said that like you'll never be like him. He'll never do it. But he he was making a gamble because he he figured that Ohe was obsessed with his sister. He'll probably just beat her but won't kill her, which Ohe didn't do. Mm-hmm. 
so he just beat her and didn't kill her. So the young boy took that L. And then, like, that caused him to start a gang war, which caused him to overextend his resources. It was a crazy, like, Youngboy was playing old head. And I didn't peep until, and he had a, he had a homie that was, like, really into drugs. And Youngboy ended up setting, Youngboy ended up setting him up because he was too, it was, like, he was, like, they were, like, one and two in the organization. And then, like, you know what I mean? And he found out that, like, one of them was going to get killed. So then Youngboy set him up. It was crazy, bro. The movie was crazy. It was a crazy, but it was scary because it was like some grimy wire hood stuff. It was a young boy. And when you're a young boy, you see that. You know, some stuff I wasn't supposed to be watching as a kid. But that's neither here nor there. Good movie. Neither, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. John Carlos Pizzito in this villain, he's like, the, in this in Far Cry 6, he's like a uh, like a despot in uh, Cuba, in like a fictional version of Cuba. And uh, he rose to power because uh, he created the cure for cancer. So now, like, he just has all this money, all these resources. He's, he's like, trying to enslave the people to make them. He's always talking about, like, true yachtings and stuff. But Ohid is tight. Like, Ohid is a really good villain, as always. Uh, but his son, he's grooming his son to be the uh, the the next young. But I think the you're the revolutionaries. I think, like, the son doesn't want to do it. So they're trying to, like, turn the son against the pop. You're trying to get the, like, you kind of help the son overthrow his dad to be a better leader. But uh, it was a really good scene, like, um... The young boy was trying to escape, and John Carlo comes down on a boat and like catches him. Like they stopped the boat because they were trying to go to Miami. And then uh, he was he goes on a monologue about catching, releasing fishes. And then one thing that I really liked was like he yells at his son. I was like Diego, come here, because he because Diego was trying to hide. And he was like, please, you gotta let these people go, Papa. I don't want to do this. Let them go. They can be good workers. And then John Carlo was like, truth or lies? <laughs> truth or lies? Yeah, and then Yumbo was like, "Truth." He was like, "They could be good workers. He's like they could help rebuild Yada." He's like, "But if you wanted these people to live, you would have never got on the fucking boat." Like it was just good. Like, but the thing that was good about it was like he was teaching his son. He was he's grooming his son to take over. But he was teaching like I like the concept of truth or lies, right? Like, cause that's like a cool, like it's like a game between the dad and the son. It's just so happens that his dad is a fucking despotic, tyrannical dictator, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, truth or lies, and then like he explains. He in that moment he teaches his son, like the boat could have left for Miami. Mm-hmm. People leave for Miami every day. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But there's consequences to your actions, and now these people are going to die. And then the, and there was one line. Like, I, I think this is going to come up later. But the son was like... It was a real genuine line from Giancarlo. The son was like, Dad, Papa, I don't want to do this anymore. And then Giancarlo, like, it was like an honest moment. He was just like, we have no choice. We have none. But it was, like, interesting. Like, everything else was like a monologue, showmanship. But that line was interesting, the way he delivered it. It was like, we have no choice. Yo, John... Boy, a hidden gem. Yeah, boy, was. He wasn't, spo- he wasn't supposed to be as big as he got. Nah. I, I, I put Giancarlo in the same boat that I put uh, the old head from Westworld. Yeah. That played the dude in Shaft. Yo. That dude is amazing. I love that old head. <laughs> if, if he in it, I'm, he getting to watch. I'm watching it. If he's in it, I'm watching it. If he that dope. He that dope to me. If he in it, I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm in the, sa- I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. That old head is good. Oh, he's good. He don't. He don't do nothing wrong. Even that role in Shaft, he was a. He was a. a what was the boy's name in Shaft? Uh, Peoples. Peoples Hernandez. Bro, bro. My 
my man, man. What's people? He threw the water. He threw the drink at Paul. And he, was, he came downstairs. He was like, you know what this is? You know? This is Egyptian hey. cotton. This will have your share set. But it's the way he... Sl- the way he would leave out uh, vows and shit, it was so perfect. It's so perfect that like the Latino community was like, he not Spanish. There's like, there's like he not Dominican. It's like, no, you're black dude. He's like, he not Dominican. Yo, I thought he was. The- That's how good he played that role. That's a very hard thing to do. It's like, hold up. Cause like, when you, when you fool somebody, when you fool a native speaker. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to do. Yo, and that's Bull? a testament. I, 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 testament. I like bull. Yeah. This is where I have your shares checked. <laughs> <laughs> you see this right here? You see yeah. this? Yeah. You, you see this? That joint was good, bro. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's it? <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's a wrap. Listen, people, it's been good. Thank you for dope. joining us. We had Thank a you for joining us. we had a max of five people in chat. That was beautiful. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Store? Y'all the real one. Y'all, I'm my little story. Y'all want some? Y'all want some? <laughs> the funny five people that be in the chat. I want some from the store. I'm about to go. Where your clothes? <laughs> Thank you for coming to my podcast. Where your clothes? <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this been this was episode six, season three or two. Oh, season three. Hold up. No, <laughs> season, season three, episode, three, episode six. six of Cold Coffee Coaching. I'm Corey Charisma. I'm Joshua Codex. Uh, see you soon. Talk to you sooner. Oh, social links. You can find me at twitch.tv/gamesandgoals. You can find the YouTube channel at Cold Coffee Culture on YouTube. Yes, sir. You can find the yeah. podcast. We are on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud, and All we are on DSPs. iTunes. Hey, Bobby, we're legitimate, Bobby. Hey, that's the real thing, Bobby. That's the that's the real thing, Bobby. No, we everywhere. We on Apple. We on Apple. You see that iPhone? You don't find me on that, bro. <laughs> I'm there. Whatever you need, Poppy. Whatever you need. iTunes, Apple Music, fucking SoundCloud, bro. Everything. Tidal. We're on Tidal. We're on Tidal, bro. He's like, huh? We on what? Tidal. Tidal. Puff Daddy. Oh, Jay-Z. I said Puff Daddy. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. That's funny. Jay-Z. That's funny. That would make me smile. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about Pop. I know. I got you, Pop. I got you. Pop. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all y'all be good we'll see you guys soon stay frosty whatever that means there it is dude boom